2: Kevin Don here with your weekly injection of fitness facts versus fallacies. This week, I'm going to talk about the debate between squat variants. Now, some people say that low bar squatting is best. Other people say high bar squatting. But what is the difference? And more importantly, which one is best? Now, we've already discussed on the show the benefits of strength training to aging bodies, literally all of our bodies. No other training intervention can mitigate the effects of sarcopenia, which is loss of muscle mass, or osteopenia, which is loss of bone mineral density. Now, in terms of absolute strength movements, the squat is probably the most complete in that it has an eccentric loading phase, which is where the weight is being lowered down, as well as a concentric or a lifting phase. This is unlike the deadlift, which is really only a concentric lift at its heaviest end of the spectrum. Bench pressing also has an unavoidable eccentric phase, but because in squatting we're moving so much more load, it's going to be a lot more advantageous to overall strength development. Now there are multiple variations of the squat. You've got high bar squats, low bar squats, air squats, front squats, overhead squats, and some more unfamiliar types including kang squats, shrimp squats, sissy squats, curtsy squats, and the box squat. These are usually more for fixing muscle weaknesses or motor pattern problems than they are for building pure strength. Now to determine which squat is best for us and how we should be performing the squat variant we select, we have to peel back the layers and get to what's called the first Principle. In considering the first principles of the squat, we need to start with the fact the barbell is being acted upon by the force of gravity. In all situations, the barbell is being pulled towards the centre of the earth perpendicular to the ground. Now, if gravity is pulling the barbell down in a straight line, anything you do against that which is also not a straight line is a waste of force or a force leak. Vertical bar path is a must. And the next is it's important that the combined center of mass of the lifter plus the barbell is over the middle of the foot. This combined center of mass and where it is is going to change as the load on the barbell changes, but you always want to keep it mid-foot because that's where we're most balanced and most able to create force. Now the next consideration after these first principles is weight or load. So, if we define strength as the application of force against an external resistance, then to get stronger, we have to exert maximum force. Submaximal force or minimal force against an object isn't going to make you as strong as exerting a larger amount of force. So, what squat you perform has to be considered in light of the amount of weight you can move. So, because in the overhead squat And the front squat, we can't move as much weight as we can in the back squat. That means the high bar squat and low bar back squat is a better choice. Now, another consideration is which one uses the most muscles? Now, the squat accomplishes this over any other leg exercises because it uses quads, hamstrings, adductors, and glutes. Something like a seated leg extension mainly only uses the quads. Also, we've got the fact that while you're squatting a barbell, you're being compressed by the load. The torso itself is under compression and having to preside some resistance. This is Wolff's Law, which is that bone remodels itself and becomes denser when exposed to external loading stresses. Now, taking all of this into account when it comes to choosing the type of squat for strength, the type of squat that uses the most muscle mass, and the type that has the most compression on the body, that leads us to the barbell back squat. The two main variants, as I mentioned earlier, are low bar squat and high bar squat. These are just like they say on the tin. In one, the bar is lower on your back, it's just above the shoulder blades or the spine of the scapula, and in the other, it rests on the upper trapezius muscles. But which of these two is better? Low bar squat or a high bar squat? Now in the show notes accompanying this you'll see a diagram with the high bar squat on the left and the low bar squat on the right. The vertical line is vertical force. In this case the squat bar path. Now the next force we have is moment force which is the distance from the point of rotation to the line of vertical force. In this diagram, that's the knee. This is called the moment arm, indicated with the arrow. And in the high bar squat, the moment arm is predominantly in front of the line of vertical force along the quadricep. In the low bar squat, the moment arm is behind the line of vertical force. All this said, studies show that when it comes to strength building, quadricep and hamstring activity in both types of squat is remarkably similar. So whether one is superior to the other will depend on the anthropometry of the client and their goal. For clients who struggle with hip hinging due to sedentary jobs, low bar squat is perfect because it reinforces and strengthens the hip hinge pattern, gives you a stronger posterior chain, therefore greater hip extension. Hip extension, incidentally, is the center of athletic power and expression. If you are looking to excel in the sport of weightlifting though, then the high bar squat is probably more appropriate because weightlifters need to overload that position and get stronger with an upright torso. If you're looking for general health, then considerations of sport shouldn't be a consideration at all. Now, what about some faults and fixes in the back squat? So one of the most common faults is what we call a knee slide or a knee initiated squat, which is just lacking in posterior chain engagement. Potentially injurious. Now, the best way to correct this fault is to use a tactile cue or kinesthetic feedback by setting up next to a box or maybe a bench have your calves in contact with the box and maintain that contact as you squat. If your calves leave the box when you're doing a squat, then you have performed a knee slide and are heading away from a hinge pattern into a more knee dominant pattern. The second error is a bracing one where we see a lack of neutral spine caused by clients looking up and forwards. Now, many things could cause this. Usually a shift of body weight forward due to the aforementioned knee sliding is the most common. What happens then is the squatter throws their head back to get some load behind the bar path as a counterweight. Another cause of this, though, could just be as simple as looking at yourself in the mirror. The next error is a lack of hip abduction. And this can be identified looking at the feet, which are most likely not going to be firmly planted in the ground during the whole squat pattern. It will look like the arches are maybe collapsing, the ankle will roll inwards, The outside edges of the feet will lift up, usually at the heel. To get around this, really want to squeeze your glutes as hard as you can, which will push that weight distribution to the outer edges of the feet. Plant your big toes into the ground and grip the floor like you've got monkey feet. Now, when people are new to a low bar squat, they can also be afraid that the bar will roll off their back and tend to compensate for this by keeping their elbows up super high, holding the bar up. This can end up internally rotating your shoulder, maybe cause injury to the rotator cuff. Your back will go into flexion or begin to arch and round, causing the bar path then to sneak forwards and disrupt the balance over your midfoot, which will result in breaking the neutral spine and bring the head back as a counterweight, as described earlier. You can fix this error by squeezing your shoulder blades together and just simply reassuring yourself that at the bottom of the squat, it's not really possible for the bar to go anywhere, During the ascent, if it does, you simply bail the bar behind you and you step forwards. This is why you should use bumper plates if you're just lifting on a platform or make sure that if you're in a rack, you use safety bars or a spotter. And if you have any questions for me about barbell squatting or squat variants, feel free to send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchings, and Davina Tomlin. Our intern is Cameron Lacey, and I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104, or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.